When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. In this video, I'm going to talk about the bullwhip effect and how it's going to impact monetary policy coming out of the Federal Reserve as we move forward here. A lot of people know that I work at a lumberyard. I do retail sales for a living. And as I was describing what it was that I was seeing happening within the lumber industry, it was the viewers of my channel who were coming out and saying, hey, man, what you are describing is the bullwhip effect. As I did more research on the bullwhip effect and what impacts it has within the economy, I knew, yes, that's exactly what was happening within lumber. And I was very suspicious that we are going to start seeing this very same thing happening throughout many parts of the economy, throughout many different industries. Now, we are starting to see it take place within the pork and chicken industries. We're seeing it take place within the semiconductors, within cars, within like oil, natural gas. There is a lot of places that you're starting to see a lot of oversupply beginning to take place. Now, the bullwhip effect, what is this, right? This is when there is misunderstandings on where it is that the inventory level should be according to the demand that has taken place at the time. Now, during the pandemic, we had some very major disruptions taking place to the supply chain. At the same time, stimulus packages came out and inventory was wiped out of these, out of the, out of the store so basically the shelves got cleared out making the replenishment of the inventory very difficult right so this was the situation that we have been in for the last couple of years and we experienced a lot of shortages because of that when you have shortages and you have demand imbalances taking place prices are the results so low supply high demand upwards go the prices well, today we're starting to see something very different taking place. Look at the articles that I leave down in the description. And really, all you would have to do is just go to like a Google search engine, type in oversupply, and hit the news links to see what articles are coming up today that are talking about oversupply. Again, it's happening throughout many parts of the economy today. So now, how does this impact the Federal Reserve? Okay, because really this was part of the problem that the Federal Reserve was facing is that global growth had slowed down dramatically. How do you fix that? Global growth had slowed down dramatically. It is even stated right here in this speech coming from John Williams back in 2018. This is that monetary policy strategies for a low neutral interest rate world. This is a speech that I go back and refer to many, many times. But he says right here in this speech that there was three global trends appear to account for the bulk of the decline in the neutral interest rate for the past quarter century. And remember, that it was the low neutral interest rate which was the major problem for the Federal Reserve. And we'll talk about that here in just a second. But a quarter century ago, the typical estimate of the neutral interest rate was around 2 to 2.5%. Two They're saying that's fallen quite a bit. Now, the productivity growth, which has slowed around the world, this is their second problem, was the productivity growth, which has slowed around the world. Now, we think about this. How do you stimulate the economy? How does the Fed typically stimulate the economy? What they would want to do is they would want to lower, sorry, lower 
interest rates, right? The Fed funds rate. However, the neutral interest rate was so close to zero that dropping the Fed funds rate far enough below neutral to stimulate the economy became ineffective because they hit the lower bound to zero. Monetary policy has essentially come to an end. And stimulating the economy to get that growth, get people to borrow money, to start businesses, to go out there and spend vacations, houses, cars, whatever, all that money borrowing was starting to slow down very dramatically to create the growth that the Federal Reserve was noticing was slowing down dramatically. So now here, how do you create the growth, right? How do you get, like you think about it, you're wanting to start a business, but there's already all these businesses out there that are doing what you're doing. How do you grow? Like how do you get more businesses to take place during a time when there's already enough business out there, right? This is the problem that the Federal Reserve was facing. And so during the pandemic, what ended up happening, right? a lot of business shut down, right? Even today, what are we experiencing? I mean, think about like trucking industries and, you know, a lot of this, the corporations that are closing down or shutting down, going bankrupt, right? These zombie corporations, there is a huge dramatic global contraction taking place, right? That's within a lot of these zombie corporations. I mean, they're literally getting their heads knocked off. Well, not literally, but like the in a, in a sense, you know, if it's a corporation, they're getting their heads knocked off, right? And these corporations are beginning to fail. Now, if you're in a situation in which that all these corporations are beginning to fail, right? Then what happens, right? Manufacturing slowing down, businesses are slowing down, all this stuff is slowing down. What you are doing is you are burning out all the dead undergrowth, all the malinvestments that are happening out there all the places that money was flowing that really wasn't profitable all these things are beginning to disappear at this point and it's only going to the leanest most you know what should i say um like suitable companies right viable companies ones that are actually able to exist within this environment right everything else is going to fail now at the end of the road Right at the end of like, I shouldn't say the end of the road, but the end of this particular path, right? When we have this dramatic contraction, it leaves room for expansion. Okay, so now how do you create that room, right? Well, they elevated the interest rates, which makes it very difficult to roll your old debts into new debt. So if you're a corporation who's reliant on debt, you make it, this particular environment makes it very difficult to roll that over into new debt. A lot of times you're just going to end up failing from it. So now this is what the Federal Reserve is actually looking for. They're looking for this failure to actually take place, right? They're wanting to clear out all this dead undergrowth, right? The bad zombie corporations that are out there. So think about this for just a minute, right? Here you had this huge expansion of money supply, wiped out all the inventory out there, right? Now all of a sudden you have shortages that are taking place, right? Prices move up, mass amounts of investment moves in to these particular items in order to fulfill the demand. Those items get produced, move into the, into the economy, only to not find there's any demand for this. So now these products exist. Those corporations are now starting to fail. This items that are now in the system right, which have created the oversupply, again, look down in the description, you're seeing this oversupply, will eventually find its way through the system, leaving very little inventory to back it up. 
when the prices move up because of that shortages that are taking place due to the lack of manufacturing that is occurring today, then you're going to find investment moving into production. And we can find global growth taking place at that point. Do you see how the circle ends up happening? Like if there wasn't a pandemic, then we would still have a lot of supply within the, within the system, leaving very little room for growth. But because we wiped out the inventory and at the same time created a situation in which that the bullwhip effect from the demand moved into a lot of manufacturing, which was false demand. It didn't exist. Now that manufacturing base is starting to slow down. This is going to create shortages. See, this is one of the reasons why the Federal Reserve probably will not be lowering interest rates going into the future. Because if there is truly shortages, like real shortages, due to the fact that there is a slowdown in manufacturing, which we are experiencing today, right? This oversupply does not bring manufacturing up, right? Oversupply slows manufacturing down. So when we have manufacturing slowing down like we are, eventually the supply will be distributed out there and there's going to be a lack of supply. What happens if there's shortages? Prices move up. This is what we can expect to, to take place moving into the future. And it's at that point that the Federal Reserve then will have their global growth back. Then they can start moving interest rates around again. After, you know, after the shortages have kicked in and the prices move up, the demand for investment will begin to take place, right? The investment moving into these particular products. And that's where the Federal Reserve can then lower interest rates to stimulate the economy and get that growth to start taking place again. This is pretty difficult to wrap your heads around. I mean, I probably should have used a whiteboard for this. But really, if you can just think about, like, there being an oversupply prior to the pandemic. And right now, there is still an oversupply, but there's no manufacturing really happening. Okay. Once that supply is gone, now what? Okay. That's the question. And this is where I think a lot of people are misunderstanding what has taken place here, right? Is that they're not really taking the bullwhip effect into account, right? On how this is depleting the inventory levels out there and is going to create a situation in which that the shortages are going to rise and the prices are going to move up. If the prices move up, the Federal Reserve will have to combat that with higher interest rates, right? The inflationary scenario. See, we had an inflationary scenario due to shortages, but it was false, right? It was shortages because we severed the supply chain. There was freighter sitting off the coast of LA that was not allowing that stuff to move through the system. This time around, when we have shortages, it's going to be due to the fact that they were not manufactured. That's a difference, right? And that's going to be able to provide that, that window of opportunity for the Federal Reserve to then give, like, the investment community the opportunity to then start moving into that global growth again. I'm not saying this is a good deal by any means. Like, you know, a lot of people will look at the same man, you're just on the Federal Reserve side. I'm not on the Fed side. I'm trying to predict what it is that the Federal Reserve is planning on doing. And this makes more sense to me than anything. All right. Uneducated economist, you let me know.